Blog Talk. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Roll with the topic, sort of like the rubber when it's game time, they like the fat five on prime time. Smoking glamorous, sweet they minds a little bit. The sports medicine, the sports veterans and great. The four for twenty six tour the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. I made it in life. I got theme music. Back at. What's good, War Room family? You are once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts. I'm the Bull Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint and the Bull B. Austin. It's NBA All-Star Weekend, so we're going to try to lighten things up around here because I know the last couple weeks have been kind of a downer in this piece. But uh, we're just going to give you our fun predictions of what's going to happen this weekend in Chicago. Uh, so you know what to do. Pull up a comfy chair, get your popcorn ready, and keep it locked right here in the war room. And if you want to get in on the conversation, sign in right now to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking calls on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. As usual, that number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, you know we always got to give you this reminder we're not live on the air, just remember to check out archive episodes of our show. You can do that on our own network at warroomsports.com. You can do it uh, on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Whoever you and wherever you listen to podcasts, type in the War Room, and we're probably there. What up, bros? Jimmy, this is one of them weeks, Yo, man. What's what really, really time? To be alive when a stripper can fall off of a pole and raise over 35k for medical bills in less than 24 hours. What a time so, to be alive! <laughs> salute to her, man. You know what I mean? I, yeah. And get and get well. You know what I'm saying? Because you provide amazing Scott, service. Man. Go, go hit you're up her GoFundMe. So. I'm not giving, but I can at least tell y'all to get. She she took a she took a bad one though. She's a professional, man. Cause um, dog. she fell. That had to be at least a fifteen foot high fall. She broke her jaw. She broke some teeth. Mm. She had to get stitches under her chin. She severely sprained mm. her ankle. And when she fell, she still got on both knees and kept it twerking. So salute the generic yeah. guy, man. She's a professional legend. Ain't that how Beyonce does? She legend. trip on stage and she just keep it dancing. Like let's go. Yo, legend. <laughs> Make sure that jaw worked though. Yeah, yeah, you can't lose that. Yo, <laughs> legend. She's a legend. Yo, yo. Yeah, no she, doubt, man. She, salute to her, man. And salute to everybody that gave, man, because that's, that's what y'all want to do. But you know what I'm saying? It is what it is, man. It's, it's, it's 2020. That's what we're doing in 2020, man. <laughs> you think that's what y'all want to do? Yo, it's, it's crazy, man. I really don't think, like, if something, if I if I did a GoFundMe for anything, I don't think I can get more than $65. She got 35K in 24 hours. Yo, because you got to have some footage to go with it, though. Now, if you got something that happened to you, you got some footage. If you ain't if you ain't doing it for the culture, you can't get nothing. You know what I'm saying? It comes with the footage, though. If she just think about her up, she wouldn't have got this, the footage, though. She just got, like, the same, like, she just did her job. She just did it digitally. 
Like this is what she usually does. She people just give her money <laughs> to do what she do, yeah. you know, because yeah, of some live footage. Yeah, so shout out to her, man. She might not have to Listen, go back man, to the club physically. She could dance but in the all club say and is, put up GoFundMe. If, if she got thirty five k in twenty four hours, she got that for more than just only her fans. Don't even ask how. Oh, yo, Don DeMarco. <laughs> she um, I checked earlier because I'm concerned. She was almost up to like thirty eight k. No, she was okay. past thirty eight k, and and that was a three day count. So it slowed down enormously, but she gonna get forty k. She only asked for twenty. So um, again, shout out to her, man. All right, Medical man, let's let's jump in. <laughs> let's jump right into these hot topics, man, because we got somewhere to be this weekend. We trying to get the hell up out of here. So hot topic. You ain't never lie. Brought to you by my bookie. You guys. Y'all can make tons of bread sports betting at my bookie. I'm talking to you, big nah. <laughs> it's NBA yeah, All Star Weekend. Cent. Don't bet fifty cent, cuz. Right. So if you still haven't checked out my bookie, this is the perfect time to do it. You can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports, even prop bets on everything happening during NBA All Star Weekend. So um, join us now. Thousands of other online players place bets at mybookie.ag. You guys are tired of getting a runaround when it's time to collect your bets. We urge you to give it a try. You win, they pay. No hassle. You're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else, especially when you're only betting less than a dollar. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wages after the game starts. So join now. and My bookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. That's all you got to do. All right, so I, have y'all seen the, the Antonio Brown apology tour has made another stop in Pittsburgh. Um, the latest person that he's apologizing to is his former quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, of course, this happens on social media, so on IG. He, he had a picture of Ben, like, tapping him on the back of the helmet, Smiling like they just made a play or something. So the caption says, mostly you, a little bit of me. Yee yee. I never realized how good I had it. Got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me. I really apologize for my actions. Sincerely, man. It's never been another connection like what we've done in the past decade. I appreciate you. Sincerely, A.B. F.O.H. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Not going to work? Yo. Yo, like, I know what it is that we do, and, and, like, we're some of the best journalists in the business, some of the best media personalities, but there's certain people, there's certain people, I can't lie to y'all, man, from a conscience standpoint, I don't want to have to talk about your man, Adrian Broner. I don't want to have to talk about Floyd. I don't want to give shine to AB at this point, man, because on two levels, man, either... I feel like in a in a way, no matter what I'm doing, I feel like I'm Richard. There's some Richard Ridery in there by talking about him, or B, or B. Speaking of the mental health concerns that we do have for our community and our brothers and sisters, I'm concerned. Like Bull's legit crazy. It's like we're not crazy, I'm not though. being politically correct. Because you like, brought up Adrian Broner too. It's crazy that two of the you know most loud personalities that burn bridges in sports. Their initials are both A, B. 
<laughs> something about that. Mine is BA. I'm the opposite. I um I'm concerned, man. I like like there's a part of me that wants to throw him in the Adrian Broner uh pile, but then as I really analyze it, nah, he's closer to like my concern for Kanye West. Like, despite, you know, all that Kanye does and I do not stand in support uh of a lot of what he does from, you know, him being somewhat of a of a house uh, Negro to him, you know, not showing complete commitment to black love and, and the expansion of the nation. I, I, it's, it's, there's something mentally wrong with Kanye West. There's something mentally wrong See, with Antonio Bryant, man. I'm concerned right, about so For me, I do think that um, AB, AB got some issues. AB, yeah, you was. AB got some issues, but I don't think. I think Kanye is just trying to be contrarian, and he'll go as far as he needs to go to be contrarian. Uh, Not that he doesn't have mental issues, but I don't think he has mental issues any different than most of us. But I think that A.B. Like, A.B. is be on some, like, you know, let's just put it this way. I hate using this word, but some coon-ish. But um, I'm the other A.B. that is. Uh, not the football A.B., the other A.B. Broner. Football yeah. A.B., man, like. You concerned. You think his CTE manifest? Yo, ever since that birthday, ever since you blame, that, oh, that you blame Vontaze. Hit, you blame I blame Vontaze. that one hit, yo. Yeah, it's Vontaze. Yeah, he yo, saying, yeah yo, because he the scary part too. about this is throughout this whole process, that's what he's been doing. Like he'll show, you know, he'll show remorse, and then two days later, he'll be on social media cursing somebody else out. Like he'll show remorse about not being in the NFL, and then two days later. After NFL, I'm never playing again. I don't. It's it's kind of weird. It's like Jekyll and Hyde type behavior, and you know he was basically killing Ben Roethlisberger for not much of a reason. Um, I think Ben did kind of, and well, you know, I guess he kind of egged it on a long time ago when he went on the radio and was talking about AB before he left there. But um, yeah, man, I'm. I mean, I'm concerned as well. But peep this though. My thing is this though. I think that CTE at this point is like low hanging fruit. Like I think all football players have CTE. Now I think it's just levels to to what it is. I've never. People, what I'm saying though. Listen, and I want you to think about. Said all of them. I I've never heard one person say that yo they're going to get tested and it didn't come back with some form of CTE. For all the brains they tested, all like it's almost like from my from what I've seen. When they say, "Hey, we're going to test such and such brain," that's passed. But they away. only test the ones that they they think they have reason to test. They need to just do everybody, but you can't because yo, it's like a, it's like a hundred. Your family has to like lend your brain to testing. Like you can't just that's yo, the basis. It's a hundred percent right now, cause so <laughs> to me, it's just a matter of how bad you got it. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, yo, how bad do you have it? You and have it's probably it, the same, and it's like, probably the same for boxers too. I mean, I'm sure it's the same for boxers. I mean, they just get they get punched in the head for a limit. Um, I heard Antonio Brown on an interview down at the Super Bowl with um, Kevin Hart and his homies, the Plastic Cup Boys. And the whole interview, they were basically schooling him on, you know, how to grow up and basically do what he's doing now, take accountability for some of the stuff that he does. So I'm wondering, like, you know, when people talk with him like that, like, is he really taking heed to that? Because it seems like it at the moment, but you're just then afraid goes, that the next issue could set him off, and then he'll be back on social media drawn again. 
So we'll see. He may not have the lasts. ability. He may not have the ability to take it in the right way. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I mean, he seemed to, to, to listen during the conversation. After a while, it, you know, he probably got a little frustrated because it just seemed like they were, you know, basically talking down to their son or something like that. But it, it seems like so far he's he's taken heed to some of the advice that he got. So we'll see how long it lasts. Um, our stat of the week, man, this is football-related as well. The four XFL opening games, two of them were on Fox, one on ABC and one on ESPN, averaged 3.12 million viewers and a 1.0 rating among adults 18 to 49. So it wasn't anything world-beating, but they did average more uh, viewers than every NBA game the week prior. Um, that ain't hard to be in here, but still. Um, and play, you know, it's new. People wanted to, it's football. People love football, and it's just a new product. People want to compare it to what the XFL was years ago. Now, did any of you brothers take a glance at any XFL games this past weekend? Uh, I did uh, not participate I, I in those <laughs> games of amusement. I sure um, did not. I, I, by, like that. I sure did not. By, by comparison, uh, NFL game average in the regular season averages 16.7 million viewers, but you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> so they feel yeah, but I don't think that's a good comparison point. They neither here nor there. I said it's not, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's why, they, that's why they, the articles that I see are comparing it to basketball games because they know, like, comparing it to an NFL game is a waste of time right now. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's but it's, that's it's definitely a waste rating. of time. Yo, I, I heard an idea that I think would be fire, though. Like, whoever wins the XFL championship, they should be able to play the worst team in football. And whoever wins that game goes into the NFL, and the other one has to play in the XFL next year. I would tune into that. That would be, that's that would called, be hilarious. That, that, that's called promotion and relegation. They do that in soccer, period. Yo, that's hilarious. Like, yo, you got to go get banished to the XFL until you, you know what I mean, get your, get your life right. <laughs> And then you got to go shout there out, and learn new rules. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of people are starting to think that, you know, at some point, if the XFL can last this time around, it might become, you know, a little bit of like a minor league to the NFL where players can start foregoing college and mm-hmm. playing in the XFL until they're eligible to play in the NFL. So we'll see if it'll ever get to that point. Um, speaking of that, uh, they apparently, like, here sometime, reached out to Colin Kaepernick. Um, remember, we talked about that last week before we knew that they actually have spoken to him. They reached out to him last year, but they, uh, Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, who's the commissioner of the XFL, says that Cap reportedly wanted an exorbitant amount of money to play in the XFL. So he said talk didn't get very far. It's funny because remember last week when we were talking and we just came up with it, I was thinking that it would be great for his image and for the whole NFL situation for him to play in another league, you know, such as the XFL, because even if he really didn't want to play NFL football anymore, just playing for a little while in one of these leagues, even if it was a few weeks, it would make the NFL look worse as far as the perceived collusion um, of, of Colin Kaepernick. Yo. <laughs> uh, Cat was like, show me the money. Uh, 
show <laughs> me the bread because I know my name brings that viewership up to two. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I <laughs> two rating. Yeah, you're gonna take it from a one to a two, and so I, I don't know. I part of me wants him to play if he wants to play. But he does know his worth and his value, and I've seen his salaries in the XFL. Yeah, I get it. I understand. Yeah, the average salary is fifty-five thousand dollars. Quarterbacks get a half, get up to a half a million though. Started started. Yeah, he's already made over forty million dollars in six NFL seasons. So, yeah. And Nike and Nike I mean, paid him a nice check, so that's why I mean, he probably makes that. Be, he would be by far the highest payer in the league if they could come to an agreement. But um, yeah, he said nah. Probably make that. He probably make that bread an interest a little fifty grand. But here's my thing though, he knows his worth, and you know America hates a black man that knows their worth. For, the fact of the matter is, if he if he played and if it was announced that he was playing, everybody yeah. would have watched. Yeah, we all that would have taken that. The, yo, hater, the yo. hater, the haters would have watched just to see him fail. Like so, yo, that's my. Position. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm in total agreement with you. He know him making that move just for sensationalism in the culture we live in today. Yo, he's worth a hundred million to the XFL. At least. Yeah, I was I was busy, so I didn't watch any of them. Cause you know I do I do want to support a little bit because the DC team um, is actually head coached by a friend of ours. Uh, shout out to Pep Hamilton and um, oh, Ted White. He you know he made Ted his offensive coordinator, and their y'all y'all old coach B Wilson. He's the defensive coordinator. So they kept it all in the family. Uh-huh. They <laughs> definitely did. The they got the high. They got the HU <laughs> all stars. Yeah, Rocky. they kept it. They kept yeah. it all in the family. Um, so yeah, all, all said, I'm saying is, said not of that. I, I just, yeah, I just feel like man, he, he did the right thing in my opinion. I know some people. I just want to see him play. That's cool, but no, oh. B. I mean, I don't play. Like, know your worth. I just want to see his story <laughs> go. You know. <laughs> I just, want to see the, I just want to see the NFL look worse <laughs> in this situation. So, like I said, because over the last six they months not to a look year, worse, man. They to got the conclusion that the dude really doesn't want to play, but it's, this would be even sticking it to them more if he went and played somewhere else. Then they'd look really bad. But I feel him. Man, you don't at this go point, out there we about, we about to be, we about to be like five years removed, dog. Like, yo. <laughs> You're like enough. At this All point. Right. Um, yeah. Alright, let's um before we uh go to this quote of the week and and the story that follows that, let's go to the phone line. We got homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Shout out to you. Oh. Alabama and hey, Wayne. I know B. Austin saw that nice link I put up there on his page. James got that late. Whoa. Baby is on. Down to 30 to 28 picks now, baby. <laughs> Famous <laughs> James. I'm balling. What you talking about? Tobias yeah. somewhere whispering, hiding in the staircase. He's ducking massive. Got to get out of the office real quick, you know. I, I got to oh, apologize and backtrack. Um, you know, but uh, a couple of things though. Hey, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah we can. Yeah, we we hear you. We hear you. All right, cool. Yeah, so a couple of things here, man. Uh, Screen tape. 
I think the XFL, what they should do is, to be honest, since some of those college guys who may be like, hey, I already know first-round pick. I don't want to play my last year at Clemson, Alabama. I could get I could get some bread to just play these couple of games. And I think that's going to end up – I think they should do it that way. That's how they, they may be able to pitch more viewers in like a year or two once they get under their feet. Because, you know, some of these cats don't want to go to school, man. Especially they know they're a first-round pick. Either they shut it down them. or they don't get <laughs> To, to some of those dudes, colleges only exist because it's a springboard to the to what they really want to do. <laughs> yeah. So some of those cats might say, especially a quarterback, right? Especially like now, even XFA, you really can't hit the quarterback like that. Where let's say Trevor, I'm gonna use Trevor Lawrence as an example because he's a consensus number one pick in the next draft after this year. If he get 250 for that, for Cardell Jones, if the, if the XFL say he play these eight games, we'll give you a million dollars. He already got a championship. They already know. He can just play that because you still got NFL coaching, people coaching the NFL on those XFL teams also. And, uh, and you know, I think it may be a – people laugh at it, but people don't realize it's a 53-man roster in NFL, but you only dress like 40-something players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it may – you yeah. know, cause even, the, even the last iteration, you had guys like he hate me, had a decent career. You know, just made an opportunity. Yeah, uh, but when it comes to Kaepernick, the only th- why the hell he gonna take take up two hundred thousand dollars salary? He's gonna make millions of dollars off of him, and they try. And this is what a narrative thing. This is why on it when he wrote his book, and like he's gonna do the press tour, but he won't talk back then. But he'll talk now. <laughs> he tried to control the narrative That's four years ago. So that's the only thing there. I'm playing him for not playing for that for that money. You gotta pay for the book. You got to pay for those words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you guys are talking about, like, I know you guys will cover it in a minute. Uh, I saw your topic today. I'm staying on topic, so Dev won't yell at me. So I don't I don't <laughs> want the Kool-Aid boys getting mad at me. But, uh, <laughs> you know, shout out to Dev in the All-Star game being an injury replacement because I already know the All-Star, the coaches was like, damn it, we don't have anybody else on a winning team. We can't put Tim Hardaway Jr. in because he's on a winning team with a booker. Cause shout out to that, but uh, but I know everybody dunk contest right? Oh, well, is this a three point contest? We're entertaining. I'm like, look, man, you mean to tell me that these guys could do dunks you can only dream of, but but you think it's more entertaining seeing guys grab balls out out of, out of a cage and shoot three? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't agree with that, but I see where some people are coming from sometimes. I put it like this. The three-point contest, in my opinion, can be more dramatic than the dunk contest. You know what I'm saying? Because you already you have a score that you're shooting for, and, you know, you get to see shot by shot these people trying to catch up or pass these scores, and it might come down to the last shot. So I can see how the three-point contest could be way more dramatic than the dunk contest. Especially since with the dunk contest, they're trying to change the format every year. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get if you're going to get somebody, you know, missing 65 dunks or. So I think it's more of the format of the dunk contest that doesn't (laughs) allow itself to be that exciting anymore. And no stars. 
And see, the, also the thing is, like, he got star right. players. A lot of people just don't like regular yeah. dudes dunking hey. the basketball, even if they got Child, crazy that boy, when that boy When that boy sat down a couple of years ago, we was all hype as hell. Yeah, we were. When, uh, yeah, yeah. when them two boys was at that dunk contest and they was out there flying, we didn't care that neither one of them could play the game of basketball at the time. That's what I'm saying. You know what? Do I say this? Shout out my guy, Max Zach. Again, I issued a public apology to him because we'd be worse than the Warriors about him for not participating in three-point contests. You and all, Mac star Zach son. Got... Don't be, you know. Hey. Max no, Zach sorry. got a game, man. He got hey, a game. I ain't gonna lie, cause I was like, I watch them play. You know, I'm a glutton for punishment. I drink more when the Bulls play for some reason. I watch them, but man, we got the worst coach in the league. We got a general. We got a front office that's probably worse than the Knicks right now. Uh, <laughs> we got a coach that want to post up Lowry Market, and the market has no post game. <laughs> you know, and we got a coach that that will pull people. Now, I think Luke Walton is in the running for worst coach also, but uh, but our coach is awful, man. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and that show, you got you, you have promising players, and you know I know you watched them when they played Philly the other night. You got talented yeah, players, I'm, but the coach thinks. I watched Zach try to do us in. <laughs> That's all he got. <laughs> and I know you guys got to run. I gotta have my segment. Let's be honest, segment here. I know everybody's hyping up Tom Brady, Phil Rivers. I think Drew Brees gonna retire. Taysom Hill's a gimmick. Ain't no way in hell is a better pass than Lamar Jackson. But Phillip Rivers should retire. Tom Brady's been struggling the last half of these couple of these past couple of seasons. No one would talk about that because he won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Tom Brady, at, who in the hell is going to sign Tom Brady at 43 years old besides the Patriots? And they don't want to do it. I don't <laughs> you know. know. I know they got these, these cowboy rumors going on now, and Michael Irvin tried to get in on that. Hey, that. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think you – I think at that point you're really disrespecting Dak Prescott, and you know I I don't think super highly of him, and I know B. Austin just thinks he's a bum altogether, but All as, the, as a 42, 43 year old Tom Brady, when you have a, a decent quarterback there who's young and can still learn, that that would be very disrespectful, Dak Prescott. Because he's that, because here's the thing. Because, like, a lot of Bucks fans was like, they want Phillip Rivers. They're like, oh, you got weapons here. Have y'all watched Chargers games? They got two receivers. They got a big-time tight end. He got two running backs, and he still threw 20 picks. So you don't want to turn over a young turtle machine to an old one. Because if you get Rivers or you get Brady, like, you say the Cowboys do it, right? You still got to get a damn quarterback. And, and you know, and, and, and you know, and they're in a position where they won't be able to draft one. So it's like. We'll see what it is now. Your boy thirty thirty got twenty twenty vision now. So. Hey, it's on now, hey. baby. Boy. Hey, it's on. Wait, we throwing twenty eight picks this year, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying though, cause they trying to get these guys in, and like even with the Lions, they trying to move on with Matt Stafford. And yeah, he had back issues for the past couple years, and uh, and they got the number three pick. Is that something they should look at? To be honest with you, because if you got a quarterback over thirty. Who had back issues the past two seasons? Maybe time to move on for him as well. So yeah, the doctor said he need a backiatomy. <laughs> yeah, but you guys have a good one, man. You guys take it easy. Hey, uh, All right, man. you know we're going for twenty-eight picks this year, man. All right, we talk to you next week, man. Hey, hey, Dev. God bless yep. America and God bless Roll Tide. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> 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 
right, let's go on the phone lines. Let's go to, we got John calling from San Antonio. What's up, John? Welcome to the War Room. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I kind of wanted to know your opinion. What do you think on uh, Marshawn Lynch and his uh, career coming almost to an end? Marshawn? Um, that's, that's, that's a good question. I mean, Marshawn Lynch, as far as, like, what his legacy is going to be, John, is what you're asking? Or, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm right asking, now. yeah. Yeah, because we, we actually discussed this before, fellow. We were talking about whether we thought John Lynch, I mean, John Lynch, um, Marshawn Lynch was going to be a Hall of Famer. And I, I really couldn't see it going that far, but he was definitely a solid player. He was the heart of his offense in his prime. Um, remember, we talked about the fact that he came into the league with big expectations, didn't really make things happen in Buffalo, but once he got out there to Seattle with a, with a, a more structured team and a team with a great defense. Like he really became the heartbeat of that team. B. Austin, what do you think would be his legacy? Um, I'm, I'm biased uh, when it comes to Marshawn Lynch. So, you know, I, I'd vote him into everybody's hall of fame. Um, but if, if I try and be objective, I don't think he put together a sustained body of work. Um, so there may be some issues in terms of, you know, was he the very best or the top, I'll say top five long enough to warrant him going into the hall. His yardage, his, his stats, are, they're, they're up there, but I, I could make, I could see a strong argument against. And for us, um, I think when you can argue, when you can make an argument against someone, then they don't, necessarily really belong but because i like him uh his personality i like you know his his character from what i can see oh, of it I'm, I'm like yeah put him in the hall man because there's there's well, listen, definitely worse that have made here's it. a question for everybody b jimmy and even uh john if p carroll gives him the ball on the one yard line instead of trying to pass the ball with russell wilson is his is, is marshawn lynch's legacy totally different he scores the winning touchdown for a second super bowl no I how think much does that be, one uh, play change his legacy even I, I though it wasn't his fault i think it'll Man, overhype I, I, I think it'll ahead, overhype him because he wouldn't have come back oh go ahead john sorry no that's good um you know i would have to say that uh i i do agree with you on that uh another thing <clears throat> is i i really enjoyed sucking his <laughs> Fucking his cock. All right, John. <laughs> I knew. Cool. I knew. I know. I kind of knew that was coming. I was yeah, waiting. I knew for it was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was too. The question, the question, but that's like he don't realize. Like, dude, I, 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 I even hit y'all on the message. I was like, yo, this question is ass. Like, I, I figured something was about to come, <laughs> Paul. Because oh. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm like, the question is too simple. So he's just waiting his. His time to say something, and then he played himself because I didn't even hear what he said. But yeah, um, back me either. I don't even know what he said. I had my hand on the switchboard. I was ready. Um, oh, yo, uh, <laughs> I, I didn't know what he said because he started laughing at himself. I didn't Call back. We want to hear what you said. Call back. This ain't that show because you say something stupid, we cut your ass out. <laughs> We're not yeah, afraid you, of that. You could, yeah, you can suck my. 
As a matter of fact, right, so anyway, your mom to suck my, my <laughs> stat of the week, man. Um, no, we did that. I mean, quote of the week. Um, and here's your quote of the week. Quote: Ever see the movie The Sixth Man? Kobe came down, put himself in my body, and gave me that dunk on a break. End <sighs> quote. And that's LeBron James talking about the the dunk he did last week on the break. That was very reminiscent of an iconic dunk Kobe did on the break in the same building on the same hoop 19 years prior. Yo, you want now, me to get him or y'all got him? No, let me, let, me, let me ask you a question. Let me, let me ask you a question because there, there's more to this, and it might be along the lines of what you're thinking. Um, a, a diehard Kobe fan kind of sounded off on LeBron on social media earlier this week after he made these comments um, kind of long, but I'm going to try to read through it uh, kind of fast. Some guy named Alonzo Miles, shout out to him. You're getting your 15 minutes of fame because he's all over social media. He's all over the blogs. His post went viral, but this is what he wrote. He said, I've never seen Kobe at one of Bronny's games. I've never seen LeBron at any of Gigi's games. I've never seen LeBron at the Mamba Academy. I've never seen Kobe on the shop where LeBron simply flexes all his high-profile relationships. But I have seen Kobe on all the smoke and knuckleheads. I've never seen Kobe at Taco Tuesday. I haven't heard the story where Kobe is calling Bronny and checking in on him like Sharif and many other kids of NBA players. I've never heard of LeBron calling Kobe and working on his game after retirement. Even though Giannis, Kawhi, PG-13, KD, Westbrook, Tatum, Kyrie, Steph, Draymond, the list goes on that reach out to Kobe. Kobe ain't in Space Jam. Kobe stayed away from the Laker facilities, even though his agent and godfather of Gigi is the GM. I've never heard LeBron say or shout out Kobe when he's done anything but pass him on the all-time scoring list. I've heard Kobe defend LeBron plenty of times. But y'all want Kobe fans to believe that they were brothers? I believe they were cool and wasn't mortal enemies like most think, but brothers, no, shaking my head. And LeBron is acting like D-Wade died <laughs> and is getting sickening. Kyrie really looked at Kobe like a big brother. Um, it it, it kind of goes on and on. So basically what he's saying is, because he goes on to say, it seems like LeBron has taken this opportunity to make Kobe's death kind of about himself. We kind of touched on that during the, the whole, you know, two-week Kobe funeral that we had on this show. But what, what are y'all thoughts on that? Do y'all think he makes any valid points? Because the, the we were brothers angle has kind of been played up since Kobe's death. Um, I'm mad. I'm mad that I didn't the, have an opportunity to book this guy as a guest on our show <laughs> so that he could tell more of the world the truth. Why would you not want somebody to come and tell the truth on you? Tell the truth. So tell I take it. that as you you agree with them. <laughs> Yo, one hundred and ten percent, and that ten percent is the ten percent that he may have forgotten or not gotten out. I agree with that too. Right. Yo, and I'm on the other side. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on. A, I'm on a complete other think, side. I don't. I, I think that LeBron is. There's more. I'm gonna I'm read more, but I want to hear your opinion. I, I, I think LeBron is. Here's what I will say. I don't think he's malicious, and I don't know this brother to really even be saying. I don't think it's malicious. I think LeBron has grown up 
But LeBron knows what the people want. You know what I mean? And and he does. He understands, and he's been taught that. I don't think he understands why that's disingenuous. I don't think he understands why that's corny. I think he's a cornball that knows how to be opportunistic in front of the media and, and people because he's grown up in an environment where he has to be so sensitive to his brand's perception and everything is an opportunity to enhance the way people feel about him. Everything he does is contrived in a direction of enhancing the people's perception of him. And this is what he wants it to be for an enhancement of that image and perception. Oh, we were brothers. I don't, oh, we I don't were... agree with that at all. I got you. I don't agree with that at all. Hey, well, stop gunning it. Your disagreement doesn't mean it's not true. But go ahead. I know, but you're gunning, though. But you're gunning. Listen, I'm a gunner. I'm saying I is... score. They count points. <laughs> All I'm saying is this, man. We like, celebrate you Kobe tell, right now. You can't tell another grown. You can't tell another grown ass man how to grieve. If that's the case, when we were sitting in our houses crying and acting a fool, the bull mm-hmm. could the same the bull the same rules the bull just said could apply to us to us as well. Like LeBron has probably spoke to Kobe way more times than me, and I was like, you know, so I just can't. For me, I just don't believe in telling another grown man how to grieve someone who they knew, especially considering my reaction to the whole situation. Um, that's the one thing. The second thing is I don't I can't speak to how close they were. Like I don't know what he could have talked to Kobe every day for all I know. In terms of LeBron and how he carries himself, that that's who he is. I think that's actually who he is. I don't know whether he necessarily tries to do everything to because the thing is I think LeBron recognizes everybody's not going to love you because he's said certain things and made certain decisions where you know that you'll get backlash from that. But yeah, but his core his core audience think, can support that. So he's concerned about it. Yeah, but I mean, Toward, but towards, I, towards the end of your career, you, I, of you, I think they think about that. This is who you it's are. It's time to be good. It's time but to get good with everybody. The boy has had the camera in front of his face, like, like since the beginning of high school. Since he was this twelve years old. He yeah, literally yeah, grew up with the camera in front of him. So this is this is who he is. But the whole idea of the whole Kobe thing is just like I'm sitting there like. You try you try to tell him like you know it could be is it drawing probably a little bit, but at the same time who am I to tell him how to grieve someone that he actually had a relationship with? Whether, so that, whether that's question, like a buddy buddy. Since y'all seem to be on different sides of the spectrum, do do y'all think that the dunk was contrived? Do you think like he figured if I get out on a break, you know, like he picked the dunk? Like if I get out on a break, I'm gonna do something that Kobe did. Or do y'all think it was totally coincidence and Kobe came down in his body like the sixth man and yeah. Jimmy made him that's the rollout. Kobe came down in his body like the sixth man. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the and rollout. then he accused that's me of gunning and I'm talking hand. about Kobe. How can I how can that's I the roll out from space jam, through gunning? That's what the <laughs> Space Jam rollout. Space Jam. Space Jam rollout. That's all that is. That's all the <clears> space jam rollout. Alright. Well, I'm almost I'm almost done. This dude, he was drawn. He, um, he was definitely gunning. So he was like, you know, Kyrie really looked up to him as, as a brother, and he's not acting like this. Dude is milking Kobe's death, and it's disgusting and classic. To the power. This ain't me hating. It's only the truth, and you goofy-ass fans yeah. won't even call it out. Now, SportsCenter got Bronny doing the dunk in the layup line as a tribute. Man, the way, the way to carry the quote-unquote hashtag Mamba Mentality mantle is compete at all costs and win. And leave everything on the floor and play harder than everyone out there. Not a dunk. You are 0-2 since Kobe died. And the ones who were, who were 
Post. I don't know what he mean by that. Like the sixth man was Westbrook and Dame. They embraced the Mamba mentality. No excuses about it being an emotional night. You got a week to prepare. Trey Young dropped 45 and 16 the day Kobe died. And that's Gigi's favorite player. That was super emotional for him. Kawhi dropped 30 ever since Kobe died. Dame and Westbrook both been going. But I digress. The ghost of Kobe is here, but it hasn't been a bullshit dunk and a loss. Kobe is about winning, not a dunk. You just continue to make everything about you. And that's a miserable human being, awful one. Be King James, bro. Leave Kobe legacy alone because we don't want to earn it. You just want to control the narrative. This is doing nothing nothing but exposing your selfish ways and need for attention at all costs. First I off, think if anybody if will, me, first off, me, anybody okay. willing to write all that is is a cornball to begin with. You took your time, went online, and wrote all that. That means you, that means you don't get no warm. That's the first thing. So you expose yourself as being corny for writing all that. He wrote a whole book. <laughs> then you talk about how Kyrie, how Kyrie's <laughs> reacting to Kobe's death. You, he spoke on multiple grown men's reaction to somebody else's death. Man, get through this. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. You got it. He said, "Play hard." Kyrie went home. He didn't even play. But um. Exactly. <laughs> Talking about. I can't even play. Like, what are you talking no, about? Like, that's why I kind of broke it in segments, though. The first part that I read, I understand that part a little more. The second part, he seemed angry. And even and when you have to say, this is not me hating, usually that's you hating. Because the second part just seemed like it was a lot of vitriol spit at LeBron. So it kind of makes it seem like he never liked dude in the first place, and he's not he just suspended everything he said. just because cause of, you know, Kobe. But, but like I said, I've talked, we've talked a long time about what we thought was contrived from LeBron James and what, you know, what wasn't. And we'll never know somebody's heart. We'll never know the truth. It's only what we can speculate at this point. This, this situation, like that, that, the quote for me was like, all right, we kind of taking it a little too far with that. Um, there's been nothing out but, but my, cause my Kobe is, highlights and videos over the past two weeks. It's kind of easy to pick a dunk, and then if you get the opportunity to do it, to go ahead and do it. So, eh, I don't know about But what I'm Kobe saying is this, though. Me and you sat around and watched all Kobe's dunks and plays and everything over the last two weeks. We just don't have a no. to go out there. Well, no, but that, yeah, myself, nor the ability, so, nor the ability so, to do it. Not saying if I had the ability to do it in the platform, I wouldn't have done it. Um, no, but and that's but what I'm saying. And I, and I don't, I don't think it's anything wrong with doing it. It's, but I'm kind of like, for me, and I'm just speaking for me. Like LeBron can do what LeBron does. Like if I watch a bunch of highlights, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go out there. If I get an opportunity, I'm gonna do this. But when I do it, I'm gonna say, you know, that was my tribute. Kobe, I'm not gonna say, man, I, I didn't even know where Kobe that came from. Man. Kobe body, Kobe, body, Kobe ghost came down in my body and made me do space that. Like, roll out. I'm not gonna that's take just, it that far. That's just a space jam. That's space jam roll out. I'm not gonna take it that far. I'm gonna say they're gonna ask me all about I'm it. Is, I'm gonna say I did that purposely as a tribute to the homie. <laughs> the boy who wrote I'm this, the boy who wrote this, needs to get offline and go go spend time with a young lady because. First of all, he just he comes off he like obviously he's a Kobe uh, fan or maybe he sounds like a fan of fake of a Stan. Anyway, um, that's the hand over there. But you, you sound so mad. You're speaking about what Kyrie did and you're just dead wrong. You're speaking about what Russell Westbrook did as if you didn't see the long ass message he wrote. Like 
and the thing about it is, which makes this thing so crazy, is LeBron gave Kobe the biggest blunk in the day before the whole accident. He sat there for like an hour talking about what Kobe meant to him. And, he mentioned you know, that though. He said before. he mentioned that. He said he didn't. He's like the only time he's ever talked glowingly about Kobe is when he passed him. On, but that's not know, even true though. Like, did you watch the whole like Olympics that. when he sat there and just basically gave Kobe a BJ the whole Olympics? Him, Melo, <laughs> D Wade, they all did. They all called Yo. Kobe their daddy at the Olympics. Um, <laughs> they did. So Bull is actually wrong, and he's angry. Hit us up because uh, the blueprint want to give you a rumble. Because <laughs> you, you want <laughs> the blueprint want to shoot the fade. So uh, hit us up three two three four one zero 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 one two. Listen, I, I'm not the biggest Brian fan at all. Like I'm not a, I'm, I wouldn't even consider myself like I, you know, I'm. Listen, LeBron is LeBron. I ain't a I'm fan. I'm not the of biggest Brian fan. fan. I'm not the biggest Brian fan, but like, dog, like that's just it's wrong. Because what I can uh-huh. think about is my reaction to the whole situation. Is like, yo, you can say that about any of us. Yeah. It's just that Brian has a platform, so because he has a platform, he can't grieve the way he wants to grieve. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just trying to decipher his words here because I like I'm sitting here I'm like, is he even talking about grief or is he just saying the dude is making it ab- about himself? But I guess I mean, can that be a, a part of the grieving process as well? Anything that people perceive yeah, and, and so is you Trey to be Young, making is Trey Young making it about himself, putting up the points he did. Like, he's not passing. He's not passing. He's I mean, it's I think Trey Young. Trey Young's gonna go out and score like that either either way. I don't think. Yeah, but would you, you but would you say this is dedicated to Kobe? Like I'm doing this for Kobe. Like, dog, everybody was doing things for Kobe and in Kobe's name. Like, it's not about making it about yourself. Like, I don't know, man. That's just my perspective is just different, though. Because I saw how the whole world reacted, and people. No, I mean, you know me. I'm never and, on one side fully or the other. My question to you would be. Um, I, like I said, the only issue I had was with the actual quote. Like LeBron is a Laker now, so people are looking to him to be the spokesperson for the for the organization that Kobe spent twenty years of his life, you know, being the the face of. So he kind of has that. Whether they were best friends or not, he's kind of fallen into that particular duty because the Lakers have always address themselves as being family with, with, with all the superstars yeah. who've come and gone throughout that, throughout that process. I mean, they, they made him speak. They made him speak at the, uh, you know, the first game there or whatever. I get it. I get it. But what I'm saying is when I see how the whole world reacts, like, I don't know if you saw, I shared with you yesterday, like the R&B singer, um, Brian McKnight, like left his tour because he wants to write a song about Kobe and Gigi because he said he felt moved to do it. And I'm sitting there like, that's kind of drawn. But then I'm sitting there thinking like, he said that was his man. Like he said that was his homie, and they did do that song together with Kobe trying to. I was about to say they had a song together back in the day. Yeah, but what um, I'm saying is like he wrote a song for him. He stopped his tour, went home to write a song for the boy. So is that like, <laughs> is he making it about himself? Because you can't tell someone it how to trail. agree. That's my whole point. I'm just saying I do kind of think that the examples you're using aren't really the same thing, though. Okay. I, with this dude is asking. Fair. He's asking about my all right, I, I, and I'm trying to decipher dude's but words. To me, to me, the lead of the game, like, like I, if, if we went down this joint sentence by sentence, I'm probably gonna 
give you 60% of this where I'm like, I don't agree with that. I'm going to give you another 20% where I, all right, I got to try to decipher this. I'm trying to see what he's trying to say. My biggest question is when he's talking about the brother angle and the fact that I think LeBron's quote sparked this from him, I think he's trying to ask, okay, when did you and Kobe become so close that if his ghost was going to come down into somebody's body, why was it yours? That's one question I think dude is trying to ask. I mean, I think, I, the, just, I, think I think the quote is ridiculous. I think not, the quote is funny. I'm not even going to and I didn't even ghost, see it. Maybe gonna, he said it with some kind of levity. Down, Maybe he was trying to be funny. Yeah. If you are going to come down, you will come down as a Laker. He's the, the biggest Laker right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I'm not speaking I'm not speaking to ghost culture because I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? Do I believe in ghosts? If I was yeah, Kobe, I'd come down and, and smush. And smush to show up to the arena yo, and start giving out yo. buckets. But <laughs> at the same time, I also can't speak to I also can't speak to how close they were. There are people that I'm close to and speak to on a daily basis that if something happened to me, my family would be like, How the hell are you that close to him? Shout out to our group chat. Yeah, I speak to certain cats every day. Uh-huh. I don't know I I can't speak to that their relationship. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I can't either. So I, I don't, I don't, I think, dude, that's one of the parts where he could be out of line just because they didn't How have that. They, they in a group chat with Magic, Magic, and Kareem, Magic LeBron, Kareem, uh, LeBron, Kobe. Basketball oh, advice, that doesn't mean that they weren't close. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, that's my point. My thing is, how you don't have to go get footwork. You don't have to get footwork to be like, somebody's uh, Kareem, homie. Kareem, Magic, um, Kobe, and, and LeBron in the Lakers group chat. How we know that? What about Elgin? Jimmy trying to say Elgin got oh, a yeah, flip phone. He can't participate. Are he still alive? <laughs> Is he? I don't even know now. All right. <laughs> you know, I don't either, but I know Jerry, Jerry West probably in a group chat. Jerry West probably in a group chat, too. <laughs> their group chat their, their group chat logo is probably Jerry West, the symbol. But I'm just saying, like, we don't know. We can't speak to their relationship. Yeah, and they, some of the emojis they use is probably red eyes. That's Jerry's new thing after Kobe died. It changes avatar to red that are probably around the league, though. You know, it's like I know for a fact because I've heard them speak about it. There's like a group chat called the Brotherhood with all the dudes in the league that went to Duke. I thought that was kind of soft, but you know. <laughs> well, half of them play for the Pelicans, so they can just talk to each other. Yeah, on the that's plane. true. But yeah, um, that's true. But could you imagine some I, of the group chat? I don't want to get like, Alonzo Miles man. Call in. Yeah, Whatever you talk about, anybody knows Alonzo Miles, the dude who wrote this long diatribe about Kobe and LeBron. Tell him to holler at us. Cause um, Blueprint got some bars for him, and B also wants Yo. to be his friend. <laughs> yeah, B also wants to be his brother. But you'll dig this though. I'm just, I'm just thinking this out, right? So imagine like if you're in the league and you're traveling from state to state, you know they got group chats like, oh, you going to Phoenix? Hit up such and such. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know, I hit up, um, hit up, hit up, <laughs> hit up, <laughs> hit up you know, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield got all the connects. That's They'll say hit up Janae Sky. She'll 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 hit you off even if she don't feel well. Um, <laughs> she'll fall on you all over. Shout out to her. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Y'all are ignorant, man. <laughs> I'm saying the ghost the ghost of a healthy stripper went into her body and made her twerk after she fell. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
All right, but man, y'all yo, know the drill, man. Y'all can, uh, show, yo. <laughs> y'all can check out our website at warroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak to us about any topics or if you want to try to get off a corny-ass joke and laugh yourself out before you get it off, you can do that at 323-410-0012. Just press 1 when prompted. If you're listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk or get off a corny-ass joke. Jim, what happened this week while everybody was on the grind? Except for the bull with the corny ass joke. <laughs> <laughs> Why you were on the grind is brought to you by Sports the Book. Bottom line is the best sports book we've ever written. Go to sportsthebook.com or go to warrensports.com and make sure you buy yourself a copy. Um, but what happened while you were on the grind? Speaking of group chats and young ladies getting taken care of, we got to talk about your man Baker Mayfield, man. Baker no. Mayfield, right? A young lady went on um, – she went on like a little media tour saying that she was the mistress of Baker Mayfield. But when she told her story, it didn't sound mistressy to me. I don't know if no, you guys read the story. No, not at all. Uh, she, she don't was, know what that was, means. She was a fan of his. Her name she is Casey Dingus. His... Yeah, her. She was her a last fan name of his is Dingus. <laughs> she was wearing his jersey. He saw, um, you know, they somehow exchanged masks. They start talking on um, Snapchat or what have you. And he basically said, yo, let's meet up. He, he met he her sent behind him a couple the new factory. Sent him a yeah, couple. Sent him a couple sent, her, sent her a couple eggplants. <laughs> yeah, he sent her a couple eggplant pics, and he told her, like, yo, meet up meet up behind a cheesecake factory. He pulled up in his Range Rover. She got in the car. They went to the back seat. She topped him off. She left, and he blocked Roll her. Roll out. So, <laughs> so, so, so she got upset. I don't she went on a national tour <laughs> saying, I'm his mistress. But then, she, not only that, she found other chicks who had the same experience. So, basically, 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 so that should assure you that you ain't a mistress. <laughs> Yo, Baker Mayfield is allegedly out here meeting up with his fans in the back of the Cheesecake Factory getting topped <laughs> off. So I don't know how y'all take this story, but I think ba- I mean I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, like Baker's I mean with toppings. <laughs> I mean Casey Dingus. Shout out to Casey Dinginess. She was dinging. Yo, I mean that's how Baker give it up. I don't know, like what, y'all got need like what y'all got to say about this, man. Yo, Yo I. <laughs> I think I think first of all, like, what's the point of her coming out? I think he played football better now. To be famous, like she's like, what's the point of you coming out? out? Because you knew who he was from the start. You knew he was married from the start. So now, because I didn't mention the fact that he's a married man, I forgot to mention that part. But now, now that he doesn't, you know, I'm saying now that he's not returning your calls or he blocked you or whatever he did, you know, now we're gonna go on radio shows and podcasts and. And basically tell the world what happened. Like that, I don't really understand just, her point. I just want to salute Baker Mayfield, not for his behavior, because I'm not toxic like that, so I really wouldn't salute his behavior allegedly. But I just want to salute him for giving me a new term for um that that kind of activity. So for now, I'm like, yo, what's up with some, what's up with that cheesecake? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, what's up with some cheesecake factory? What do you say? What's up with that? What's up with that? What's up with that dingus? <laughs> you want the dingus? <laughs> you want the dingus? Yo, yeah. So. Well, I get it. I get it now. I get it. I get it now because Baker's wife is basically an internet celebrity. Like that's what she does. That's who she is. So he's attracted to clout chases. 
Yo, That's but how my man keep telling them all to pull up behind the Cheesecake Factory though? Like, he might get a he might get a sponsorship deal from the Cheesecake Factory with this because if he did, the commercial would be hilarious. But so, yo, Valentine's yeah. Day is tomorrow. Cheesecake Factory's yo, they they slouch. They could have had something nice going with Baker. Anyway, man. So I just want to. Did you see the pictures of this woman, Jimmy? Yeah, she's. she's yeah, she had it. She had her cans all with, like out everywhere, like. Yeah. That's about all she had. Anyway. But she knew she had to because she looked, she looked like like yeah. Lois Lane or somebody. I'm talking about the she Lois a, Lane. She, I'm talking about Margot Kidder. Lois Lane. I never I, understood I, why. I never understood why Margot Kidder was a thing. I'm like Superman cannot. He can't do better than that. That's the, she's that type of chick. Like Baker can't do better than this. I mean, and the part Jimmy left of, out is she had on his jersey. Yeah, here's the thing though. We don't she know how many is beer. Like, <laughs> she found a couple. We don't know how many it could be total. That could be like Baker Sunday Joan after a loss. Like, yo, hit up the cheesecake. Anyway, um, a lot of, a lot of losses. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's shout, out to, that shout, out to, shout out to GGF Fridays on City Line. I know, I know no a comment. lot happening outside of that, too. No comment. No comment. Shout All right, what, what else happened? Yo, hey, yeah, let's move on. Um, yo, Snoop, man, Snoop Dogg, he verbally cracked Gail King's neck, um, because of her comments in the interview with Lisa Leslie. But then he um apologized, uh, because he said he said according to him he said his mom uh, gave him a, a nice talking to. He said his mom said if his mom is his agent or his public relations rep, then I believe him. <laughs> My question I think is. Snoop- how saw the backlash and what was about you, uh, to happen and knowing that Oprah can ruin a dude like that. My thing is this, though. Your mom got that upset when you said to Gail, but did she hear doggy style? Right. <laughs> <laughs> did she see the photos of you with two chicks on a leash? <laughs> I mean, not no, saying but, that's not what happened, because I don't know what happened. Right, but we never got to we never got to really talk about the first video when he was saying what he was saying about Gail. And there was a lot of people who took Snoop's side on that whole thing. And, you know, it's not that Gail wasn't out of line. Like, first of all, I don't blame her for, for broaching the subject at all. But I think after Lisa Leslie gave her an answer that tells you, should have felt I back. don't believe that he's my, my dude. I'm not dealing with that. There was no reason for her to double and triple down. She seemed to kind of try to pressure the situation. Of course, Gail said, well, it's because CBS edited that part out and put that out there for people to see. Yeah, at the same time, that may be true. You may have had a long, wide-ranging interview, and they chose the most sensational part to put out there. But at the same time, it did happen. You know, and you did double down after she tried to give you an answer. But... I also think Snoop, in his defense of Kobe, went way too far. The video started out okay. Okay, you're, you're telling us how you're upset with Gail and this and that. But then when you start disrespecting the, the, the woman, you start calling her a bitch and a dog head, funky dog head bitch, and threatening her. Don't make us come and get you. <laughs> like, it, 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 yeah, I mean, there were parts of it that's funny, but at the same time, you know, we've always been a, a, a serious level of immature when you sit back and you think about it. <laughs> a serious right. level of immature. Listen to, <laughs> Listen to the war room. It's a serious <laughs> level of immature. But yo, 
I agree with you, man. We talked about this offline. Like, even when it first happened, I was like, um, he went a bit too far with that because, you know, like, it's it's possible for both of them to be wrong. Like, Gail was looking right. for a moment, and she got the moment. Everybody's out here be looking for these moments. She was trying to go viral. Boom. Movie. Bow. But she did that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, that's going to be a stain on her career. for Like, that. that's going to be part of what she's known for at this point. I don't know if she was looking for that, but it is. Um, right. But he just went a bit too far. I, I, I was disappointed in her too, but he could have just expressed it a different way. He could have he could have stopped in the beginning of that video, like you said, and just left it at that. Um, right. But I also know that another thing I just try to keep in mind too that he also has a personal relationship with Kobe, so he feels a, a whole lot different. Like if that was my brother or my cousin or one of y'all, and somebody was out there slandering y'all, I, I can't really. That's, but that's why you got to get the phone away from you. That's why you get away from the phone and think <laughs> it through. You know what I'm saying? Because cats grab their know. phone right I can away see you, without giving I can see you time to somebody down. I can see you breaking somebody down with intellect and using big words that could be taken as disrespect. But mm-hmm. I can't see, even if it was us, like you calling, oh, calling this woman that could be your aunt yeah, or but, your but mom. I, but also what I would do is, <laughs> what I would do is also take a couple of days and just like make sure like you know cool. And that, that also comes. That also comes with like. Yeah, that was emotional. Sometimes I even write a post. I'll write a post like on Facebook, and I, I sometimes I ask my wife like, "Yo, should I even post this?" And ninety nine percent of the times when I'm asking there, she tells me no because I already know that's why I'm asking because if it was something I should post, yeah. I don't really have to ask it. But that makes any sense. But that's, but, what, that's what that's what they're there for. Like they are our proofreaders, our, our editors, our yeah. Our so it's like I, I just, like, I, just no, I don't put that. But I, but I, I get emotion, man. People act on emotion, but the problem with emotion in twenty twenty is. People grab their phone right away. You know how I many people have to apologize for stuff that they just jump the gun and grab their phone and start talking to their phone, and not a whole and world sees it. Like it the thing is, the man, even if you do that, even if you make a video, most times you still have a chance to go back and proofread and edit or whatever. But now everybody's going live. Yeah, people go live. Go live. Yeah, you going live. Like, so this, this like is you not can't rehearsed. tell me. You like, can't tell oh, me. I wish I should have said this. <laughs> If Snoop is the kind of guy I think he is, you can't tell me that even after he released it, part of him didn't feel like, damn, I went too far. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, he probably well, I mean, with Martha his, Stewart. His, with in, yeah, with his position in society and the people that he has probably whispering in his ear to let him know the, the moves to make, he, he knows he messed up. Like, that's he went way too far in this PC society with the positioning he has in popular culture. My man went from gangbanging to Funny thing is, there's always a comeback, though, because like Jimmy said, yo, I I, I think he might be the godfather of, you know, misogyny and rap, the way that, you know, women became targets in rap music. I think, I'm not saying he started it, but he might be that popular person that took the mantle. He, he might be the Allen Iverson who took the little DC dude's crossover and made it famous. You know what I mean? The only reason Snoop, the only reason Snoop is not the face of misogyny is because Luther Campbell exists. If Luther right. Campbell didn't exist, my man Luther had to go to the Supreme Court because he was trying to like, yeah, you know I mean. But that's either here or there. And they used like, to have beef with is, each other. So it might have been beef over who could disrespect women more. <laughs> Why was they beef? <laughs> yo, 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 yo. New but here's what I will say though: with this whole this whole, <laughs> this whole situation, he's kind of the winner on both sides. When he first went off on her, I saw the contingent of yeah, Snoop, that's right, take up a code. But then with the apology, 
the same people like, oh, what a mature adult. Way to way to acknowledge when you're wrong. I'm like, yo, he won both ways. Yeah, I mean, but still losing his soup won both ways. If you're if you're fan somebody, if they're popular, or if the other person just did something you really didn't like, you're gonna Gail, Gail, Gail losing Gail losing <laughs> from the perspective that she's a Harvey Weinstein apologist and enabler or friend of one. So um, she's Charlie losing. Rose too, she apologized for Charlie, Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose and yeah, like. Yeah, she, no, she, she, she and Oprah are already in that spotlight, so this didn't do anything but make her look worse. And like Jimmy said, even even in his apology, she still is the bad guy and and Snoop won on, on either side. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely coming the crazy back. Part about it, about right? Snoop and his lyrics back in the 90s. Snoop had a murder case, like, and he's still doing cooking shows with Martha Stewart, so the world is Yo. forgiving. But the illest part about Snoop his transition from being cuz to where he is now is Snoop somehow did that without not being like he's he's been Snoop the whole time. And I think that maybe yeah. something to do with like the uh the the, 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 the weed head personality. Like he flirts with being extra gangster, he flirts with being misogynist, but at the end of the day people will know him for like being the weed head dude and he's been able to be Snoop the entire time. But what I find interesting about this uh, this Oprah and Gail thing is it seems like there are people that have had problems with Oprah and Gail, but Oprah and Gail have held the spot like in, in culture and even in media and, and a certain level of power. No that, one's bulletproof now, though. But what I'm saying is once this comes out now, it's like, oh, yeah, plus this. It's like, yo, everybody's coming out the woodworks with like slander. Like the, the floodgates have opened, but now it's cool to bash them. So I don't know how this plays out long term and what this does for their um, – their story. I think it's a real story. Oprah still might be bulletproof. It's just yeah, before so? people wouldn't even shoot guns at her. They shoot one. Exactly. Yeah, well, one that's, what I, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. That's a better. Yeah, that's a better. Think. Yeah. Yeah. You put it real to think, but that's what I'm trying to say. Like <laughs> cats wouldn't even fire. <laughs> She's still Luke Cage in them bullets, but they wouldn't even shoot him before. <laughs> yo, Monique, yo, girl, even Luke Cage got canceled. So there's that. They canceled Luke Cage, so the way I know act like Oprah can't get canceled too, doggy. So, so, but I, you know, with Gail, Gail's career is like is weird to me. Like I've been reading about like her her career since it's happened about how she went. I, I mentioned the last show how she went to school for journalism and she worked her way through this, but all she gets known as is being Oprah's BFF, and now she's gonna be known for this. Like right. she pretty much and everybody assumes Oprah just elevates her to these positions. Including myself. Like I also didn't. I Jimmy also told me that. Like, I didn't like, know that girl went to school for all of this. I thought she got put <laughs> on. Yo, I, I didn't. I didn't realize until this happened. Like even looking at um, girl was that fit. But that's either here or there. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> yo. Wow. I mean, I'm, anyway. I'm not trying to not not trying Snoop not trying to be that guy. But I mean, I mean, just pointing it out. What, you know. Anyway, um, let's talk about Jamie. Girl was my mom or my aunt. And she said the stuff she said, Jim. I probably would have checked her at home. You know, nothing rude, but I'm like, yo, mom or Auntie Gail, like, yo, you was wrong. Like, she answered the question. You should have just chilled. But then, yep. at the same, being that same person or, or nephew to check him, like, Snoop will be having to give me a fair one right now because of the way he talks to people. Because both of y'all are so wrong. That's where I stand. Both of them wrong. Yeah. Yeah, got you. All right, let's move on to Jameis Winston. I'm going to show you all. Uh, 
Jameis Winston, um, a- a.k.a. Mr. 30 for 30, as Dev called him earlier, he undergoes LASIK surgery. We always 30. joked about Jameis needing um, glasses or something because of the way but he But it's real. Um, I'm about to say, but it wasn't a well, joke. He's to be on the sideline. I'm not finish, but I'm going to tell you why I'm a this whole thing. <laughs> You? Oh, my fault. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought you said yeah, you, said you about to tell me why you appalled. I'm going to let you. I'm going to tell you. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying. Well, that's all I want to tell you is that he had, he had surgery. Uh, so we'll see how he bounces back this year, um, whether he throws a gazillion picks or not. But uh, go ahead. Tell us tell us what, you, what bothers right. you about this. What bothers me about this is the point that you just brought up because this whole Jameis went on the sidelines, this wasn't an NFL thing. This goes all the way back to Florida State. And I don't know, you know, I didn't see him in high school. So I don't know how long, but it used to be a thing. Everybody who's watched Jameis Winston would see him on the sidelines squinting to look up at the board or squinting to look on the, the tablet or whatever they were doing. So I'm like, why does it take you this many years into your NFL career to do something about your vision when vision is one of the biggest components of your job? especially when you're out there turning the ball over, like this really could have been a legitimate excuse all this time. I mean, we'll only see now because if he come out next year and still throw 30 picks, then FOH to everything I'm saying. But this could be a legitimate reason with some of the problems that you're having. And if you're known to be on television squinting, like, dude, contacts, LASIK, like something. Come on, man, you just do 30 picks. And that was in a contract season. So it's like you might get lucky and get a contract, but if you would have tried to do this earlier, maybe things would have gone different in your contract year, and we wouldn't even be talking about the Bucks having to make a decision. All they would be deciding is if they, you know, they're going to pay you 35 or, or, or 36. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm upset that he's just now doing this, man. Growing up. <laughs> Yo, my man was like, that's part of we come to the table to share. Like, now imagine what I'm gonna do now that I have LASIK. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, right. He's like, wait, like, just in case, just in case it don't really work out. At least I can entice him with this <laughs> during my contract negotiation. That's that got to right. be a thing. Um, James, wrong with you, man? All right. So, I mean, um, we, we've never accused him of being bright, so it's not that surprising, but. Last thing that happened this past week while you were on the Grizz Nae, um Dwayne Wade. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Dwayne Wade, NBA legend, superstar. Um, he got a he new daughter now. 12-year-old son will now go by the name Zaya. Is it Zaya or Zaya? Either way. Um, I don't know. I, I, I was saying Zaya. Okay, well, I know his son is going through, his, is going through his, going through his uh, quote-unquote transition, so they yeah. made that announcement. <laughs> they, they said it. No, they no, said it. They, that's how they. That's how they describe it. That's not me. No, no, I said. But, um, I said, damn, Gail. I'm looking at. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, See, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. Told you. Rub it down. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. Not, I was. Just, I was just looking at her um, career, and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, man. That's what they call it now. Career. Her career came with <laughs> what, my, what, what my man Az say? Oh, you definitely sick. Anyway, um, so as as like this whole thing before, like it's very public. This situation with Dwayne Wade's kid, and it's not like 
invasively public. It's public because they make it that way and, you know, they tout everything. So this started with an announcement from Gabrielle Union on Twitter. The video um, she posted, the caption said, meet Zaya. She's compassionate, loving, smart, and we are so proud of her. It's okay to listen to, love and respect your children exactly as they are. Love and light, good people. Um, kind of a kind of a weird statement. I think some people might look at it as um, a uh, little bit hypocritical just, as just, they just, are. Yeah. Because some people would take that as, okay, well, God made him a certain way. So you're saying love people as they are, but is that what they're really doing? And and I don't care. I'm my business. If, if Zion want to be Zion and they want to be supportive of it, of it, then congratulations to the Wade family. But, um, yeah. Yeah, my perspective yeah. is... Yeah, go ahead. Give me your perspective. perspective is, my perspective is I don't care who he wants to, you know... um make love to that's his business like i just don't care i don't i don't feel like like if Bronny likes girls i don't know nor do i care like you know what i'm saying but that's just my perspective i get why he like did it in the overall thing of society but also understand that to me it was just weird like talking about like oppression as he was on like a a a private golf course that was just kind of weird to me my man is at a country club and a private golf course having a full conversation about like being oppressed I get it though. I get it. I get it. So don't take me as being disrespectful. But I mean, but they know they got us apologizing on our own show. There's always going to be components. No, I'm not, apo- no, I'm not apologizing. What I'm saying is, it just came off weird to me with them. Yeah, I'm just saying I understand it, but it still came off weird to me. Like, yo, I'm on a country, <laughs> I'm on a country club golf course talking about being oppressed. This is funny. Um, yeah. But I also just don't. Care. I don't. Yo, I don't care. But I always thought that way. But, you know, the LGBTQ community not really going to allow you to feel that way. But I've always questioned, like, like why, why is coming out important? Like, why do you have to, like, I mean, I guess there are. And maybe that's the reason they have to. So I guess there are people out there who care about who people have sex with and who they love. But for me, I never really understood that. And, and it basically came from conversations because, you know, we, we've had conversations with people from the community and how they were comparing it to civil rights and stuff like that, where, you know, um, I can't hide the fact that I'm black. You know what I'm saying? So I, I can't come well, out right. being black. Right. Um, and it's obvious that, you know, throughout the history that people cared about that. Like I said just now, there, obviously there are some people who care about that because the LGBTQ community is fighting against somebody. But speaking for myself, I'm just like, yo, be who you are, whether you do it openly or you don't do it openly. I just don't think announcements are necessary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I get Walking down the street, holding hands with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Then they know what the deal is. Like I don't, I just don't think announcements. I, I, so for me, for me, I understand why they do it too. They do it because of the stigma. There's has, still a stigma attached it, to it. It hasn't been admitted in in history. So throughout history, they haven't been allowed to. So specifically I, in the communities that we come from, that stigma is still there. There's still people getting bullied and committing suicide and getting murdered over living the life they want to live. Um, 
but I just I just take the approach where it's like I I don't care, but I, it's like um Queen Latifah, right? Um, so I've I've read recently that she has like a wife and a kid and a whole nine, and but she's never felt the need to come out or acknowledge one way or the other. She just doesn't. She lives her life. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I was. That's what I was saying. Just do you forget these people? But I guess you know everybody can't function like that. Like everybody exactly. don't have F U mentality where I don't care what they think and you know, just do me. Um, because even you know, being, even being, being coming out, you saw it might not be that, that he got back. Like no. the victory all he got back was kind of crazy too. Like being, being as mature as I possibly can and and taking this on, and I think that we. Um, as as men and as human beings have evolved through the years because, you know, we are at some level subject to the background that we come from and the history that we have. And now, you know, you made some, some great points, uh, Dev, pertaining to, you know, a human being's right is to make the choices that they want to make and be free to make those choices. Now that doesn't mean the choices that you make don't come without consequence, but those consequences shouldn't be that you you are disrespected or mistreated as a human being, right? So who you choose to love, you know, who you choose to 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 pound or get pounded by, that's really no <laughs> one's business. And the 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 issue with that I have with comparing it to the struggle that white supremacy has placed on people of color the world over is I don't have a choice in the revelation of my genes and genetic makeup and background, right? That's not a choice. I am who I am when you see me, when you, you, your sexuality and some people would yeah. argue is not a, is not a choice. And so I think we buy into and support not us as a show, but as a culture and society, the need to swing the pendulum back in the other way because certain classes of people have been mistreated for many, many, many moons and continue to be. But now it's almost like the group that they belong to in an, in an organized fashion have become bullies themselves and are bullies. Yeah, my man Beyonce took 10 minutes to say what you just said. But 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 the fact is though you, you, to that point the last point you made was a good point which is about who's the bully now right so right, but what I can say is even even with them even with this announcement when you go in there and look if you look at the thread when they posted the video of them talking like some of the stuff you see in there cause it's like now obviously cats is on the internet so you know there's really no repercussions to that so they're gonna let their hands yeah. go and yeah. a lot of them don't even believe what they're saying they're trying to chase clout. So, but it's they not nasty answer. though, dog. It's just, yeah, it's just nasty, man. It's it's, it's nasty. So, because why do y'all care? Why do y'all care one way or the other? Mm. Let them people do what them people gonna do. Yeah, I don't care what anybody Zaya. does, dog. As long as you leave me and mine alone, like you, you just take care of yourself, and you know. Anyway, <laughs> with, with that being said, though, man, Dev, what happened? Uh, this date in sports history, good brother. Uh, this date in sports history, which is brought to you by Bowie Falcons Youth Basketball Program. Look, we all know that the War Room family, a lot of kids, 
We love the kids, like, like just like Woo. And since you all are part of our family, we need your help on something. The Bowie Falcons are a 7U and 8U burgeoning travel basketball program in the suburban Washington, D.C. area. Please, people, show your support by donating anything you can to Anything you can spare to assist the program in their preparation for the 2020 summer circuit, it gets serious, even at those seven- and eight-year-old groups. All proceeds go to reserving gym time for practices, travel tournaments, local summer leagues, and summer basketball camps. So to place a donation, simply visit the front page of our website, warroomsports.com, and click on the Bowie Falcons flash ad near the top of the page. Please show your support and help the young hoopers thrive, because ball is Life. All right, so back in the day, on February 13th, 1923, another basketball program was organized. And this was the first black professional basketball team, the Harlem Renaissance, also known as the Harlem Rens. So shout out to them. We'd like to give a, a, a big war room salute to this historical moment. Could have taken it back two, three, two days ago. Um, because 30 years ago to the day, uh, two days ago, that's when Buster Douglas knocked Mike Tyson the F out. And he changed my never life forever. Definitely changed Mike's life forever, changed our lives forever. He was just never the same. He was on that path to being the greatest and got stopped by some nut named Buster Douglas. Um, <laughs> so Man. real quick, we're going we gonna to get into... Our NBA wrap about All-Star Weekend, we're just going to give you guys our predictions of all the contests and all that. I got all the lists right here. But before we do that, you guys can check out our website at warroomsports.com. If you want to call in and speak with us about any of these NBA All-Star Weekend topics, just dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted, but if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Yes, scissors, 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 scissors. Yeah, let's get into this thing about You got it, good brother? Uh, yeah, you about to be on your <laughs> on your roly-poly. You already know. All right. I'll All right. holler at you. You got it. You got it. All right. So, uh, look, y'all, the NBA wrap is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technology. Do you or your business need a custom website? Well, for dynamic, professional and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need digital extreme technology. No need to break the bank for effective online presence. Top quality, results-driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And yes, financing options are available. So visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. And when you get in touch with them, be sure to let them know that the homie's over at War Room Sports Sentia. Let's get it to it. All right, so like I was just saying, uh, it is All-Star Weekend, and going into the break, the NBA Players of the Week, Nikola Jokic, the Joker, and Jason Tatum. Uh, Jokic, for the week, he averaged 27.3 points, 14.3 rebounds, 8.3 assists, two blocks. The second place in the Western Conference, Denver Nuggets, went 3-0 last week. Now, Jason Tatum led the Celtics to a 4-0 week, averaged 29.8 points, 
7.5 rebounds, 3.8 assists, 1.3 blocks per game. Um, salute to these guys who are your NBA players of the week. All right, before we get into this all-star stuff, we got to call on the line. We're going to go out to Cali, talk to the homie Rob. Rob, what's going on, man? What's good, B? How y'all doing, man? Chilling, how are you? Oh you sound, man, I know you coming to shout out. Sound tired. What's up? Huh? You sound down. You sound tired or something. What's up? You all right? Uh, oh no, I just got assaulted by the dentist, man. So you know, oh, all good, man. man. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that's tough. I see. Tough. We're talking. Maybe So what's up, man? Let's talk about it real quick. I'm good. First of good first of all, man, R. I. P. Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Still feeling it, you know what I'm saying? R. P. Kobe. You know, uh E D A uh E D A to freaking go uh Miss King and uh you know, uh whoever. That's why I don't care, you know what I'm saying? I'll get my grandma to fight Miss King. Shout out to my nan shout out to my nana. that was her birthday. <laughs> yo, word yo, word to Nana. Word up. Salute to her. So I don't know. It might be a harder ticket to get than the Lakers, but you you gonna be able to take it down the Staples Center for the the uh memorial service on the twenty fourth? Uh the twenty fourth of this of this of this twenty fourth. Yeah, that's when the Kobe and Gigi's memorial service is down the Staples Center. They already had a private funeral for the family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're having the memorial for everybody at Staples Center. Uh, on the I can try. Thanks for telling me that. I could try. I wish it was on. Wish it, I, I can try. Uh, actually, you know what? Why not? I'm going to make it down now. Well, actually, you know what? I am going to make it down. Uh, you know, it's, it's still hard because it's like my memories as a kid and and I was thinking about it. I think one of the good memories was when he was busting up the Jazz, not the Jazz, no, excuse me, the, the Kings. When he was busting up the Kings all those years, the Sacramento Queens, and as Shaq would say, man. And yeah, I mean, those were some good memories as a kid, you know. Yeah. Uh, Shaq owned a piece of that team. <laughs> Yo. Yo, Rob, at that point in time, I think I was still a hater. I, I was still a Kobe hater. And I saw so much potential in that team. And Kobe used to just stick the knife in their heart over and over and over and over again. It wasn't nothing that Doug Christie or Doug Christie's wife could do about what Kobe was doing to them, man. He was cooking them. And Bobby Jackson was nice, but he was just too little. Yo, Kobe used to have a field day on them dudes, man. And they was a good team. Yo, yo, you're the second dude I I talked uh, that that – was actually because one dude was actually a Kings fan. He was rooting for the Kings, and he actually became a Kobe hater the same way because uh, uh, against uh, because of the Kings. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my that, Kobe, my Kobe hate goes way, way deeper than that, and and way back before that. But I used to pick teams and players that I thought could usurp dude or or be better. Uh, shout out to T Max Hoass, like he was one of them. He couldn't do it. <laughs> Um, Vince obviously was a, was a trash can at one point in time. Um, you know, there was a lot of, but the Kings specifically versus the Lakers, he was one of those teams. That was one of those teams 
where Kobe just always seemed to shine on the Kings. And they were so good because they would kill everybody else. But then when they came up against him, Bobby Jackson was my guy. But, Dev, you probably remember. I love Bobby Jackson. He was just too little. He was too little. He was too little. He was one of your nondescript players. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, he couldn't what? do nothing, dude. And then every time Doug Christie would guard him, Doug would be looking over and asking his wife if he could have permission to play basketball that day, so he couldn't do nothing with him. It was it was just it was nothing they could do with that dude, man. Nothing. I I, I actually learned like what flopping was about. You from know, Vlade. my dad used to from Vladi from Vladi. <laughs> we don't cause trouble and we flop for everybody. Lord, Vlad, oh my gosh, my. Dude, and and we shout out to all the uh, Southern European Serbians. They they love they got love for Vladi, man. They got they love no, him. No, no, um, Vladi is the only guy in the entirety of sports that I don't <laughs> mind him flopping. Like I'm still I'm a Vladi fan, even though I hate flopping because it was so entertaining, and he was so stupid and entertaining with it. I enjoyed him flopping. Like I yo dude was ridiculous. He was what? ridiculous. <laughs> It was so fun. Wait, 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 wait! Can I ask y'all something? By the way, is Jimmy here? Is Jimmy here? Nah, he. Dang, dang, dang! I, I, I wanted to ask y'all something though. What do you feel about when the Philadelphia Eagles they didn't hire an offensive coordinator? They think it's kind of they think it's better because it holds Doug accountable that he can't throw people onto the bus or do you think it's kind of bad that he you know how y'all feel uh, I I mean they they playing semantics games though because they actually hired somebody who was an offensive coordinator to be on his offensive staff so they're basically not giving him the title but but no I, I think that's legitimate though like he has to be accountable for things because bottom line is there's a certain amount of coaches in the league who call the plays and do all of that stuff anyway. So the offensive coordinator ends up being nothing but a scapegoat if things go wrong, and, and you know, in the first place. So you know, I don't really care if they don't have a, a title offensive coordinator running around the place. Um, I also heard that they didn't even <laughs> interview Deuce Staley for the job prior to not naming anybody to the job. Yeah. They didn't interview but, hey. well, Deuce, Deuce was in line for that, according to Rob. He was the guy. He was, I'm like, he why, was even waste, guy. He, why even waste Deuce time in an interview if you're going to end up going this way anyway? Yeah. I mean, and that's some I'm, of the respect, I'm, I don't think. Like, be enemy. That's some of the respect that I think people are lacking for him because I think everybody who even are thinking about taking a chance on him are saying – well, we know Andy Reid to be an offensive genius. Andy Reid calls the plays. So there's a lot of people wondering what it is exactly that Eric Bieniemy is doing to deserve a head coaching job. But, like I said, there's been people before who's played under gurus, whether they're on the offensive side or the defensive side, and they still went on to get head coaching jobs. But we know what the difference is um, in those candidates. So. That's one thing, but I, I don't care that they don't have a quote-unquote offensive coordinator. 
I, I, I think, honestly, Rob, when I look at that team, I think some of the play calling was a little stale and a little predictable, but not so much so that it was the reason we were the team that we were last year. I think there's a couple of other areas that you fix, and that becomes a winning team. In other words, I don't really place a lot of that season on coaching. I place it more on underperforming defense. I place a lot of it on injured personnel, right? So for us, you know, if we were out there with everything besides a bag of bones and a pack of motorcycles, like I think we end up in a better position. If Nelson Aguilar was out there playing without with arms instead of without arms, he catches that ball, that Falcons game is a victory. There were several there were several games that I feel we gave away where we could have been a 10 and six or 11 and five team. And it comes down to execution and effort on the players part, particularly that defense. I think that defense should be held yeah. accountable. And I think they should have started like four and up. Yeah. Injuries, <laughs> injuries came, should came to the lions play. should have beat the Falcons. Falcon, injured, yeah. Falcons and lions stand out to me explicitly. Those two games are W's and we're not talking about Doug Peterson in that case. And and and, 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 and the thing we gotta remember is that come from Andy Reid coaching tree, one of the big criticizing things from Andy Reid was the big P word. He was pass happy. So pass happy a lot of times and he never really run the ball. When you have mm. a guy if you had a guy like Duke Staley in there, that's your balance. He's gonna he's he's gonna run that mother mother bleeper to the wheels fall off. You know what I'm saying? That's just how uh, that's if he's granted that's if he's granted that power. Because at the same time, what happens with a lot of head coaches, even if they're not calling the exact plays, they're on the headphones saying run it or pass it or run it or pass it. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on how much power you get. Some offensive coordinators get full autonomy. They can call any play in any situation. It's on them. But, you know, a lot of those dudes, they may come up with the play, but that's only after your head coach told you what he wants you to do. Oh, it's uh, second and four. Let's, 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 let's pass it. Then he got to come up with something to get at least four yards. So it, it all depends on the level of power you get. Yeah. But, Rob, we, we, gonna, we getting out of here probably a little early this evening. So uh, we'll holler at you early. next week. Look, early? Dang. Yeah, yeah, okay. we're going to cheat you. Okay. We ain't, give, we ain't giving out full two hours today. <laughs> all right, shout out. Shout, uh, uh, all right, shout out to my Lakers. Hope we're going to rise on top. They build together. And Joel Embiid has always been a fraud. Trust the process, my behind. That's all I got. Who's, better, who's the better center in the league? Who's the best center? Okay, all well, right. Well, 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 listen. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take Batty Boy, Dwight Howard, and and Goofy and Goofy ass Jamel McGee. No, you are you serious? Jamel McGee. No, you won't. Now you There's only one other name you can say, and that's Joker. But when you talk about you can say Dwight Joker, Howard, Joker. then we can't even. No, no, no. When no, you, no, no, when you say you, I thought the Dwight Howard. When you say you Dwight Howard over Joel and B, then we know it's personal. It's personal. No, yeah. no, no, All right, no. You don't like no, him. No, 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 no. I, I said, I said two cents. I said two cents. Not, not just, not them by himself. No, not them by himself. I mean, Joel B has potential, oh, but he just what doesn't. Saying, what you're saying is you rather have those two guys on your team and in your offense than Joel as one guy. 
But I'm I'm not I'm saying I, I think that's personal. What I'm asking you is one Joel Embiid is better than one Dwight Howard at this stage of Dwight Howard's career. One Joel Embiid has always been better than JaVale McFlee, period, point blank, at any stage of his career. There's never been an argument. So now, despite you not liking him, there's people, I don't like LeBron, but he's the best player in the world. Like, you can keep it objective, man. Come on, there ain't nobody better than well, you know, here, whether you like it. I, I mean, jo- 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 Joel is, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. Shout out to Jimmy. Shout out to Jimmy. Jimmy, Jimmy, you know, he, at one point, I got to read his book again, my way. Shit, go, go get it. Watch the book, go get it. it you know, he was, to me, going to be that young legend, but it's like all he cares more about being a cele- being on Twitter than working on his game. Not even working on his game. Just coming out aggressive, coming out nasty, uh, coming out. I, you know what? And I like Joel Embiid. I disagree with the attitude, but I agree with what you're saying. And But even in all of that, I can offer criticism of him and his game and still realize he's still the best. He should he – should, there's a lot that he should change, and even with that being said, he's still the best center in the league. All right, like, man. We're going to let you, man. We're going to get this all-star stuff out of the way and get out of here. So we'll holler at you next week. Peace. All right, bro. All right, so, all right, so yeah, NBA All-Star Week is this weekend. So, you know, me and B, we just going to give our little – I'm going to read off these lists of everybody that's in the contest. We even going we even gonna to give picks on the celebrity game and the MVP of that. <laughs> we're going to give out our predictions of who's going to be the big winners for All-Star Weekend. So let's start with the Friday night uh, events. And like I just said, the first one is the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game presented by Ruffles. Cut the check. Give me some chips. All right. So B, I'm going to read the, the rosters for both teams. Team Wilbon. I guess Mike Wilbon is a coach. And then you got Team Screaming A. Um, team Wilbon consists of Captain Common, uh, recording artist Bad Bunny, actor comedian Hannibal Burris, uh, AMA award winning artist Kane Brown, is that, um, musician John Batiste, actor and comedian Alex Moffat, chef Jose Andres, uh, famous Los, the, the social media dude, social media mm-hmm. comedian, uh, Jadena. Recording artist Chelsea Gray from the WNBA, and it says here NBA legend. I say FOH. Um, Quentin Richardson, NBA good player. <laughs> Quentin Richardson. <laughs> you say good player? That's debatable. <laughs> he was a good player. At I didn't. I didn't say very good. I was a good player. All right, team, team screaming a the captain, Chance the rapper. Uh, Quavo, Taylor Bennett, they got a lot of rappers. Leroy Hawkins, actor from Chicago PD. Anthony Spice Adams, that's a boy on the internet. Cream Biggle. Um, do you know, dude actually used to play in the NFL? Played, I didn't know that until recently. And he was nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. Um, yeah. Mark Lazary, co owner of Milwaukee Bucks. Ronnie 2K, marketing director at 2K Sports. Uh, Caitlin Ohashi, a gymnast. Uh, actor comedian Little Rail Howery from Chicago, uh, WNBA player Aja Wilson, 
And it says NBA legend, but I'm going to say NBA all right player, but not really, Darius Miles. Um, <laughs> so uh, out of those two teams, I know you don't remember half of the people I said, but which one of these teams is going to win? Team Wilbon or Team Screaming A? And who's going to be your celebrity game MVP? Keep in I'm mind going. when they do this, it's mm-hmm. the fan vote. The fan vote going, the MVP. I'm going Screaming A. And I've seen Quavo Huncho ball. Yo, he really ain't a bum. Like, he can go. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree. I'm I'm pick Stephen A. team, and I'm going to pick Quavo as well because, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a popularity contest. He's oh, yeah. in the, like, the most popular hip-hop group there is right now. And there is that narrative that people say, well, you know, Quavo can play a little bit. I think it's way overblown. I've seen him play. He's not – I guess we're, we're just – we don't have a high bar for these guys. Like, all right, these celebrities be straight, straight trash. He's not straight trash, but if I was in shape, I'd bust Quavo's ass. Yeah, I'm looking little. at it like that. Maybe not in shape, I'd still bust Quavo's ass, but I'm going to pick Quavo to get those votes. You know, and, and, I, and I feel them. bad that we don't give uh, Famulos a little bit more credit for his ability on a basketball court. He can play, too, problem, a little bit. Yeah. Problem with he him, might be – He's he's better. He's not he's gonna better. get he's not gonna get the votes though. Well, yeah, he's he not social media influencer though. So he's he not gonna get the votes. And one of the things about him is he's got hundred dollar moves with fifty cent shots. So I've seen <laughs> him complete a ton of stuff that makes people fall, makes people look idiotic. But then he don't. Drop oh the yeah, shot. I saw one recently where he made this dude slide all the way across the court on his knee, but he yeah. missed the shot. Of course. Miss, yeah, but he's he's good he's good for that. So, and I often wonder why they don't go out. And maybe they haven't passed. I don't really pay attention to this game. But why don't why don't they go out and get guys that actually can hoop? Like put put Dave East and the bull from Charlotte, the uh, um, Dreamville. They don't, you know why? Because the yeah. Rising Stars game is right after that, and they don't want to make any of them dudes look bad. Yeah. By having dudes in the celebrity game that might have been better. Than <laughs> have you ever Some seen? Have the... you ever seen Davies play? Yeah, I, I, yeah, he, he can. He's not, he's not NBA, but he can actually like really go. Yeah, it's like, like we like Davies game. Even um, game can't go. What's your man's name? Huh? Game can't nah, go. No, I'm just talking about people that can get in this game and make the game a little more interesting. Um, Brian McKnight, and, and, you know, Brian even McKnight. J. Cole, Brian McKnight, T.O. That's what I was talking about. J. J. Cole, yo, T.O.'s playing for a contract. He trying, he, <laughs> he, he trying. Master to, P, former Toronto Raptor, Master P, <laughs> <laughs> former USC yeah, Trojan, Lil Romeo, yeah, former Like Mike star, Lil Bow Bow <laughs> Whistle. We, um, we can get some people in here to make it interesting, but you I know, talked enough about people that ain't. Yeah, we, we 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 stretch yeah, that we. way too far. All right, so the also on Friday Friday night the 2020 NBA Rising Stars game. Of course, they're still doing the U.S. versus the world in this one. So for the mm-hmm. U.S., the roster is Miles Bridget, Charlotte Hornets, Wendell Carter Jr., 
from Chicago, but he will not play. He's injured. Devontae Graham from Charlotte. Tyler Hero from Miami. He's injured as well and will not play. Jaron Jackson Jr. from Memphis. John Morant from Memphis. Kendrick Nunn, Miami. Eric Paschal, Golden State. Colin Sexton, Cleveland. P.J. Washington, Charlotte. Charlotte got a lot of people in here. Zion Williamson, New Orleans. And Trey Young, Atlanta. The world roster. Nikhil Alexander-Walker from New Orleans. DeAndre Ayton. Um... He is injured and will not play. R.J. Barrett, New York. Brandon Clark, Memphis. Luka Doncic from Dallas. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Oklahoma City. Uh, Rui Hachimura from Washington. Nicolo Melli, New Orleans. Uh, Svi, somebody from Detroit. <laughs> I can't pronounce that. Josh Okogi from Minnesota. And Moritz Wagner from Washington. Now, usually, be I would... Like most of the time, I pick the, the world world on this. I don't think world their world. roster is as impressive as other years. However, yeah. however, they still have Luca. I don't know how much Luca's going to play because he's in the big game. But the I might now. Nah, I'm going to go U.S. because I think in limited minutes, I think Trey Young is going to put on the show and he's going to want to. Because Luca's over there, and they got Zion, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the U.S. on this one. I say the MVP. I would say that this would easily go to Trey Young, but I don't know how many minutes he's gonna play, considering he's gonna. I believe he's in the three-point contest. I will see in a minute, but I know he's in. He's a starter on the off in the big All-Star game. So I'm going to go with Zion Williamson, you know, catching some oops, making it exciting, and getting the MVP on this. Who you got? Now the joy of this world is in Zion. Zion. I want to see Zion and Ja on the same team, and now I get, now I get to see that. Now, and with with Trey Young gunning that. Now the problem with Trey is when Trey plays like a point guard, who? But a lot of times Trey is trying to do his Josh best. Josh Morant seems very competitive though. So yeah. Zion is yeah. getting a lot of shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Ja going to try to do a thing. However, Ja cut as from that everything else, I believe that the. Uh, voting public has a say in who gets the MVP, so it's going to be Zion by a runaway. Um, yeah, so that's, that's what I got in that. Alright, so let's go to All-Star Saturday night, and the first competition All-Star Saturday night is going to be the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, and the participants in the Taco Bell Skills Challenge, Bam Adebayo from Miami, now, they go crazy. Like, somebody has a, a, a good year going, and they're doing more things than you thought they could do, and then you put them in the skills challenge. I'm like, come on, man. That's bam out of bio. But anyway, Patrick Beverly, <laughs> Clippers. Spencer Dimwitty, a.k.a. Spencer Dumlitty, as Jimmy calls him, Brooklyn. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, Oklahoma City. Chris Middleton, Milwaukee. Uh, Derek Rose was it, but he is injured, as Derek Rose often is. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Indiana. Pascal Siakam, Toronto. 
and Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics. Who you got winning that? Uh, I'm going to go with either Sabonis or Tatum. Tatum is a workout player. Um, He takes a lot of everything he does, looks crispy. It just doesn't translate into him really being white mamba. Um, Tatum can't pass, though. He might might lose time on the passing part. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) <laughs> I'm still going. I'm going Tate. I'm going Tatum because the bonus can't move fast enough. All right, I'm a, I'm gonna go with Spencer Dumbliddy, who mm. actually won this competition two seasons ago. So I, I got him getting his second uh, skills competition. But I'm saying that actually Jason Tatum won last season. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're banking on a on a repeat. Um, yeah, I'm winner. All right, so now we go to the Mountain Dew three-point contest, which, as Tobias stated when he called, a lot of people view as the most exciting contest of All-Star Saturday night. And, you know, I had to explain to him, I think the drama of it is what makes it, you know, pretty good, pretty good to watch. But the participants, Davis Bertans, Washington, Devin Booker, Phoenix, um, Devontae Graham, Charlotte Harris. Brooklyn, uh, Harris is the defending champ. Buddy Heald, Sacramento, Zach Levine, Chicago, Duncan Robinson, Miami, and Trey Young, Atlanta. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, I am going to go with... Damn, none of these dudes are really... I would want to go out on the limb and say Zach Levine, but Zach strikes me more as a game shooter. Uh, yeah, yeah, And Trey Young being in this, I'm like, for who, for what? I, um, I think, the, I think the, the, the ball rack is too close to the hoop for Trey, Trey Young to win. Like, you need to move his back like five, six feet. <laughs> I'm gonna he might be Splash City. I'm going to go with Devontae Graham. Oh, that's, that's out on the limb. Um, a couple of people here. I'm looking, you know, defending champ, Joe Harris. Buddy Heald is an interesting one for me. But I, I think I'm going to go chalk, even though I think the line is too too, too uh, short. I think Trey Young might take the basketballs from the back of the rack and shoot farther back. So I'm going to go Trey Young. And even if you know, he wasn't. I hope somebody gets that to him and gives him that idea. Even if he doesn't win, just put on a show by shooting a bunch of 35 footers in the three point contest. Um, so I'm gonna go with Trey on that one. Then we have, of course, Not, the the AT and T. I need to put dunk. in a change. My change is to uh, Duncan Robinson for the three point contest. Are you go going? Ahead. You going one of the Miami boys? Yeah, Duncan right. McLeod. So, so the AT&T slam dunk, four participants in that. I don't know what the rules are going to be this year. I know they kind of changed the format every other damn year, trying to make this exciting for some reason. But uh, Pat Connaughton from Milwaukee, Aaron Gordon from Orlando, Dwight Howard, Los Angeles Lakers, and Derek Jones Jr. from Miami. Personally, I think it's a two-man contest. Um, Pat Connaughton is only in this because, you know, people think white men can't jump and he can actually dunk. 
but I've never seen Pat Connaughton do anything where I thought, damn, he should be in the dunk contest. Yeah. I don't think he gets that high. Maybe Yo. he'll surprise me, but I'm Yo. pretty sure he won't. So I'm eliminating him right Yo. off the door. Dwight Howard, to me, was corny when he did win it. <laughs> he won the joint with a dunk where he didn't even really dunk the ball. He kind of threw it in. People think that's the you know the, the the great part about it, but I'm not buying it. So for me, this is between Aaron Gordon and Derrick Jones Jr. We've seen what Aaron Gordon can do in this contest in the past, but I don't think Aaron Gordon has the same bounce that he had back then. I'm going to go with Derrick Jones Jr. And it all depends on him and his level of nerves. Because the first time he was in it, he showed his bounce. But, you know, there were a lot of, there were some misses and stuff like that. Like, if he, like, there's, I don't know if there's anybody in the league who jumps higher than Derrick Jones Jr. So he just got to get up there and, and, and get his dunks to go. Like I said, I don't know the format. So I don't know what they're going to be looking for. But that's my pick, Derrick Jones Jr. Who you got? Yo. I wonder why you're talking so much in Aaron Gordon in this contest, bro. <laughs> Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. I, and, and as far as not jumping that high, listen, I, anymore, I, I, yo, he 24. Uh, yo, Aaron Gordon. This is, a, this is Aaron Gordon versus Aaron Gordon. And I know Derrick Jones <laughs> Jr. I've never mm-hmm. seen creativity out of him that would make me feel like, oh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing about Derek when he was a young But when you jump back. high enough to just dunk the ball, like, horizontally, just land in the air, like, <laughs> you don't have to be that creative. Just lay down in the air. <laughs> Aaron Gordon was balling when he was sitting down. He got he jumped in the air and sat down on the couch and then dunked yo, the ball. So he sat down, B. Real quick, because we got to get out of here after, you know, one more thing, but what's the most disappointing performance you've seen from somebody in the dunk contest? Maybe somebody you expected a good performance from. Um, quick. In, re- think of one. in recent years, I'm uh, Nate, Nate, Nate the Great taking 76 dunks, dunk attempts. Yeah, he won though. Even though that was Iggy got robbed, I think my most disappointed. I I was disappointed in Larry Hughes just because of he, you know, oh, he was with God. Philly and he embarrassed us trying to act cool. But yeah. that's not who my most disappointed. My most disappointing was James White. The way he Ooh. jumped, I expect. I I was I telling people who it. never heard of him before, like, yo, yeah. this dude is gonna put on a show. Like I've you watched what, this yeah. dude. Do you know two what? hand dunks from the foul line. I watched yeah. this dude do windmills from the foul line. He got in a dunk contest and embarrassed the whole New York City. You know what? It, it, it's it's not his fault. I give him a pass. He probably is the most disappointing. But they put him in the dunk contest at thirty. He ain't get in the dunk contest at <laughs> thirty, thirty one years old. And and I think well, in he, his heart, of- he ain't getting the league till he was thirty, thirty. <laughs> he, he knew. He knew. He didn't get the league until then. He had no choice. He didn't have what he had back in them days at, at, as a Bearcat to do to be able to do what he used to be able to do, but he he couldn't turn it down. So he said, yeah, but he knew he couldn't fly anymore. Then when he was in Cincinnati, legend has it that he dunked from the key. Legend has it. 
My man dunked from the key, not the free throw line. From the key, <laughs> went from the free throw line. <laughs> Legend has it that he took off from the key. And I've seen him in person. I've seen him. In, my man jumped so high that if you don't hoop, you might not get this. I've seen my man jump so high that he didn't have to dribble. Like, Bull just took two bounces. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Two bounces from wherever, and when he got stuck, he just jumped. It didn't even But the, the funny thing is, though, B, like you're talking about how old he was. Like, that year was the first year that he played in over six games for anybody yeah. in the season. He played 57 games with the Knicks that season, even started 16, because throughout the last decade, you know, the Knicks, you know, we probably could have started if we were still hooping. Um, before that, when he was 24, he got a small run with San Antonio, six games, two starts. Didn't play the next year. He was in Turkey. Then he played in Houston when he was 26 for four games. Then 09-10, 10-11, 11-12. He was in Russia, Italy, and Italy. That year in New York where he went to the dunk contest, that was his only year playing more than six games, and that was his last year in the NBA. So, he could have made some kind of history with his little flash in the pan by winning the dunk contest. I mean, people don't look at it like they used to, but he could have done a little. Something. All right, the 69th All-Star Game, we do this real quick so we can get out of here. We thought we weren't going to give two hours a night, but we ended up doing it because, you know, we, we got love for the game. Um, so, the of course, we're doing uh, the pickup teams. So, we got team – Giannis versus Team LeBron. Team Giannis will wear number 24 in honor of Kobe Bryant. Team LeBron will wear number two in honor of Gigi Bryant. Here are your all-star game rosters for Team LeBron. You got LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, Luka Doncic, and James Harden. Those are your starters. The reserves on Team LeBron, Dame Lillard, he's injured and will not play. Devin Booker is taking his place. Ben Simmons, the Joker, Jason Tatum, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Demonis Sabonis, and of course, like I said earlier, Devin Booker, who's taking Dame Lillard's place. Team Giannis, we got a Giannis Antetokounmpo, Joel Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Kimball Walker, and Trey Young as your starters. Reserves, Chris Middleton, Bam Adebayo, Rudy Gobert, Kyle Lowry, Brandon Ingram, and Donovan Mitchell. I'll tell you one thing. Um, Giannis is not that great of a pickup game captain. Um, sure. But I also think Giannis wanted to pick people who weren't going to gun him out <laughs> because Giannis is probably going for that MVP. I think it's going to be hard to get because I don't know if his team can win this game, but they might. So you got Team Bron or Team Giannis, and who's going to be your MVP? We got to get up out of here. Bron, Bron, and Bron. Bron, 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 and Bron. Brian and Brian, he gonna do it for his brother Kobe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimmy got the air and wanted to be a contrarian. <laughs> Jimmy wanna give that boy Alonzo a, a rumble. Um I am going to yeah. I wanna go with Team Giannis real bad, but I just don't see it. I'm gonna go with Team Bron and I am going to say Anthony Davis will be your game MVP for the 69th annual All-Star Game. So, all right. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the War Room. 
Shout out to everybody in the chat room on Facebook, Twitter, War Room Sports Game Time on the Group Me app and all the callers who called in and chopped it up with us, even the dude with the corny ass joke. Tune in next week, live right here on demand as we catch you up on all the sports topics for the week. So until then, enjoy NBA All-Star Weekend, the start of next week, and we'll see you right back here next time. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book at sportsthebook.com or warroomsports.com. Until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. www.warroomsports.com What? Ain't no more to it.